Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Al Anonymous. This is your host, Al Bedell of Al Anonymous. And this evening, I have a very special guest named Glenn, last name Redacted. And today we're going to be discussing moving, moving forward. Glenn, you want to say a little hello (laughs) to our listeners? Yes, hello. Sorry, I was being really silent. I I mean, I was just talking a lot. I didn't really give you room (laughs) to say anything. That's okay. I have to get better at that, my like intros and, you know, starting it up. It felt official. Your voice changes. you like my po- you like my podcast. I do, voice. yeah. Like I was like, oh, like you're good at this. You changed your voice, and it felt more official. And I less like screeching. I didn't know when, to- <laughs> <laughs> like when you walked in to my apartment. Yeah, I was screaming. No, when I was outside your apartment, you were screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell our listeners how you were able to find my apartment? Yeah, I took a um, a car here and. I had a lot of things in my hand, so I couldn't look at my phone. To And all the addresses are dark. And I was kind of wandering around your street. And I was like, oh, all these apartments look the same. And then I heard a woman screaming. And I looked up to the left. And I saw a million plants. Like a fucking million plants all in the window. The window's completely open. It's 55 degrees outside. And a woman screaming. And also all the lights on. The only one. And I knew instantly all it was your apartment. Yeah. I love keeping yeah. all the lights on. And I heard you, I heard you yelling. Yeah, I was and on I, the phone having a problem with somebody. Yeah, I was like... And I was like timidly like outside. Like like Romeo and Juliet. I was like, ow? Ow? But you were yelling on the phone. I know, but then I was yelling down to you at the same time. I was multitasking, yelling. Yeah. You were like, Glenn, I'm coming. And I was like, okay. It's her apartment. But and I, I literally like, I'm trying know. to get Glenn in my apartment. Can you just like... <laughs> I didn't hear that. I was like, oh, shit. Something I couldn't podcast happening. earlier because of you, and now Glenn's here. So, yeah. Anyway, that was my voice, and a little more official now. We're yeah. chill. Yeah. But Moving it was, forward. Uh, it was effective for, you have to change your voice and personality for the situation. Yeah, and it was effective then so you could figure out where I was. Just, I yell at people. You were yelling, to yeah. summon them by yelling. Men should be yelled at. I, uh, yeah, I think so too. Men should be yelled at. Anyway. I don't mean it like fuck men, I mean like it's what, like... We respond to. I know, like dogs. When women, yeah, yeah. When women yell at me, I feel like, (laughs) I'm like, oh no, I'm in trouble. No, it truly is the only way to get men to like listen and respond and change their behaviors. It's. Yeah. And a lot of them aren't used to it. They're not. um, People, you know. It's out of love that I yell at men (laughs) because I I just just know it's the only way to get through to, to them. Yeah, I agree because with that. Because they don't pick up on subtleties. You know? I started to say, like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think I got through to the person I was on the phone with and to you. Now we're podcasting and we're talking about moving forward in a positive way and moving in general. 
That's right. All aspects of moving. It is moving season. I don't know when this podcast will be published because our turnaround time has been a little slow. (laughs) But at the time we are recording this, it is moving season, which is hot guy outside moving stuff season. May, June. May, June, yeah. Moving season. That's when most people move. But you've recently moved. I did, yeah. I moved um, on the last of the previous month, which was like a week ago. Um, Would you say it is an upgrade in life? It's an upgrade, yeah. Anytime you move in New York, you have to make sacrifices. You sure do. There's never a perfect place. I don't think you really understand it until you live here. It's like you just, the apartment of your dreams, you just cannot afford it unless you're rich. You just can't. And something will be amazing and then you randomly will just... You know, like have great views and then like a toilet that doesn't work or something. Yeah, you have to make sacrifices. You have to make sacrifices. Yeah. So the place is an upgrade in a lot of ways, but there's a couple things that are downgrade. It's in in Chinatown. It's in Chinatown. It's in Two Bridges, Chinatown, Lower East Side, where they all meet. And that's an upgrade because I hate um, Bushwick. Bushwick, yeah. No, I love Brooklyn. I I hate Bushwick. Yeah, Brooklyn's amazing. I I lived in Bushwick and then I moved to Greenpoint. That's an upgrade of the century. It is, but also I have no trains near me really at all. We call that the inaccessible G. Yeah, well, I call it inaccessible Greenpoint. I call it the NTZ, the no train zone. Yeah. Yeah. I also call your current, your new place of residence, Bedell below Delancey. Yeah. Really trying to make that happen. I haven't heard anyone say it yet, but if they do, then I'll know where it came from. Well, it is all kind of one clump of an area. I mean, the neighborhoods are so small there. You, you know, walk five blocks and you're in a different one. So New York City. Yeah, that's it. The <laughs> island of Manhattan. If <laughs> you've ever been there or heard of it. Well. Yes. I'm being silly right now. We're both being silly. We I could talk about the neighborhoods in New York for hours and hours. I wish I could have a podcast where I just discuss every single neighborhood in depth. Why are you so interested in that? I I am too a bit, but I want to know what you are. As of um, two days ago, I have been in New York for 10 years, which means I'm officially a New Yorker. Congratulations. I heard it was had to be here 10 years, had to have your heart broken here, had to cry on the train. You've done all these things. Yeah, duh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Those happen in the first couple of months, yeah. the other things. I Yeah, no, I haven't cried in public in a while. Actually, that's probably not true. Nope, not true at all. I cried home, or I cried on my walk home the other night because I was feeling blue. Yeah, it's... Um, because I wasn't blue, able to yell at a man. Yeah, you could have taken out your um, mm-hmm. <laughs> your emotions on him. It really is therapeutic. To lash out. Uh, well, we call that misdirected anger, actually. Yeah, no, it's not good. I'm just kidding, listeners. I'm. We're joking. Yeah, we're just joshing. I taught the kids I babysit what it means to josh. Yeah, do they get it? No, <laughs> they don't. They're kids. Also, you and I do that thing where we kind of just riff and just start snowballing, saying things. Like, that's just something you the and talking, I do. Yeah. yeah. It gets and sometimes it gets out of hand. I feel like I've noticed other people around us are confused sometimes when yeah. they start saying things. It's just because like we're on the same page all the time. We like Always. sometimes flip the page really fast. Yeah. Like skip ahead a few chapters and then go back. 
Yeah, I've said this about you before. You and I are on the same wavelength like all the time. Like yeah. I feel like we'll say the exact same thing at the same time about something. Like we have we, the same idea. We feel the same way about a lot of things. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love you, Glenn. I'm love you too. glad to have you back on the pod. Yeah, I'm glad to return. I was just you were just making fun of me because um I listened to our pod earlier today. And yeah. I listened to it for because I love it. It's funny. You've listened to that episode how many times now? It's been like 10 to yeah, 15 that's times. Strange behavior. Yeah. I don't think I've listened to this podcast nearly that many times. I'll listen to it. You listen to it all your- the way through? Yeah. I, Jesus. And it's because I'll listen to an episode of your pod and I'm like, wow, that was really good. And then I'm like, oh, let's listen to the one that I did. Yeah. Because I. The, if you really want to hear something good, it <laughs> makes me laugh. Like the thing, like the things you say in that pod are just like, they're so funny. No, you're listening to the things that you're saying that are funny. They're not as let's funny as your. I don't know. There were things about your Depop and stuff, and it was really funny about teens buying your clothes. So it's oh really my God. Funny. I feel like you've stopped the online Depop stuff as much, right? Well, <laughs> I'm asking you. I'm interviewing you. Yeah, no, that's fine. No one ever does this. Uh, the Depop thing. Well, last summer when I was doing like mutual aid stuff, I I gave away all of my clothes that I was selling on Depop, which actually I ran into a few problems, and I think I'm banned from selling on Depop now. But um, maybe that's a good thing. But now I buy my Tretinoin there. This girl, she crosses the border to Mexico. She lives in L.A. and she gets illegal tretinoin and ships it to me wrapped in, like, T-shirts. I don't even know what the word is you're saying. Tretinoin. It's more skincare stuff. Okay. so It's funny that I don't know because we've been talking all evening about how I don't know anything about skincare. A thing that – a thing about – my having guests at my house is that I make them do a whole ass skincare regimen and it's pretty thorough. And Glenn especially had no idea how to even wash your face like in circular motions no. or put the lid back on the moisturizer. Nope. Love- Left both the lids off. <laughs> uh, I love having guests at my house. Do you feel do you feel uh well attended to? Yeah, I definitely do. I'm glad. I have two beverages right next to me and a notebook that I've been writing in and my cell phone's charging. Mm-hmm. You did a good job. Mm-hmm. I try. I try. I think uh I love hosting in every sense of the word, you know? Should have a summer. We should have a summer dinner party or something. I don't cook, but well, we can have Taco Bell delivered again. Yeah, Glenn and I had Taco Bell this evening. We did. Thank you. Yeah, I delivered it in a in a ride in my ride. I brought it with me. Yeah, it was the first delivery I've had in so long because I don't have any food delivery apps on my phone anymore because I have an iPhone 12 mini and I'm kicked out of all of my apps, which is not the worst thing because in the realm of moving on, moving forward, moving upward, moving on, making space, clearing space, um, delete the apps. Delete the apps. Also, I think food delivery is yes. bad. I'm serious. Like I think the f- yes, 
I am not down it's with gross. food delivery. It's really It's gross. funny because I do, I will do pickup, like physically move my body to go get the things and I do get carry out, but I do not, something about delivery, yeah, it's a little bit too much. I know a lot of people do it and like, I feel like it's the life of a lot of New Yorkers. Gluttonous. Yes. But yeah. yeah, I think it's better to. I feel so cute when I'm picking up a pizza. I love to call the pizza place like on the landline order a pizza and say a large pie with blah, blah, blah for Al. And then they'll be like, cool, 10 to 15 minutes. And I'll be like, all right, see you soon. And then I go and I pick up the huge pizza box and I just, I feel like I'm in like, like a, a soft core porn intro or something. Yeah. It it's is a cool like a look. movie to do that. Too. It feels really cute. To do that. In, in a non-sexual way. I just feel like it's like, I just feel cute. I had my ex-boyfriend in L.A., I brought him pizza to work one time, and he was like, I've never been so attracted to you as I am now. With That's you a really a sweet pizza. thing to do, yeah. I know, I'm a, I'm a nice girlfriend. Bringing a significant other something at work is really good. Right? I know. Was it just because you lived in L.A. and you were bored? Yes. <laughs> it sure is. You had nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that actually has a lot to do. I was like hanging out in the parking lot for a while, too. <laughs> I have lots of hanging out in parking lot. That's because most of Los Angeles is, is a, parking a parking lot. lot yeah. yeah. It's a place for the cars to sit when you're not in one of the cars going somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Another podcast I'd love to have is one in which... I discuss with other people the differences between New York and L.A. That's a New Yorker's second God, favorite thing to talk about besides the MTA. Obsessed. Yeah. Actually, Obsessed. housing. Yeah, real estate. Housing. Number the, one. Yes, that is the number one thing. Actually, number three or four. Yeah, after the MTA and um, real estate is New York versus L.A. And yeah. People always have the same things to say, though. Yeah. Or There's it's just like so leaving, much more space. Leaving New York for like the weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Upstate. <laughs> they love to talk about upstate. Yeah. yeah. Moving upward yeah. and forward. But yeah, we wanted to talk about... <laughs> We're getting off subject a little. Yeah. It's that's okay. why I wanted to have like a main topic just yeah. so we can like return to, Yes, you know, like chapter one or whatever. The, the Moving. Title I the moved book. and moved. I... I I moved into a new place, yeah. And I think a lot of people are moving. Most, A lot of people are moving to the city, I've noticed. It's cheaper now. I wish I could do that. But yeah. here I am in the NTZ. That's okay. Greenpoint is nice. No, I love it here. Yeah. I, I really love that I don't have to see young people, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Everyone is like our age here. Mm -hmm. Yes. We're not going to say what that age is. No. But it's not the TikTokers, but it's not It's like, like the Tribeca people. of North Brooklyn. <laughs> Tribeca. Yeah, think about it. I am. I'm not going to say anything else, not elaborating on that. Okay. I just really like Greenpoint and Tribeca because I live in Greenpoint and my studio is in Tribeca. Yeah. Tribeca is not as a, uh, lived in. It's not at not, all. It's a local place. I. That's why I like it. Yeah. You don't like run into people there. No, it absolutely rules. not. It rules. Uh, it'll be really nice for vaccine summer, I think. If you want, like, a place to to to, um, to party to breathe when you're not partying in your neighborhood. Yeah, I actually went to Bridges, Bedell. Yeah, to, <laughs> actually living to Bridges, I've went to 
I went to Tribeca a couple of days ago, actually. Cause the I, loft? Uh, no, not the loft. I was Talk not about partying. It. Gossip, gossip. No, I was not Name partying. Drop. I um, no, I went to Bed Bath and Beyond. It was not exciting. There's a Bed Bed Bath and Beyond in Tribeca. Yeah, I know. There's a Target. There's a like in between City Hall Tribeca area. There oh, was like a. Fulton. Yes, there was a a huge. I was confused about it because I thought I was going to have to go to the one above. Yes, fl- or between Flatiron and Union Square, or yeah. like Chelsea. Chelsea, I guess. yeah. And, Neighborhood. And to I went New to York. that one. Yeah, favorite <laughs> subject. Yeah, it was like a three. Uh, it was a Whole Foods market, Barnes and Noble, and a Bed Bath and Beyond, God all damn. in one giant, you like crazy are center. Speaking my language, I know. And it was like a twenty-minute walk, and it was huge in there, and it was empty. And then I got my boring things that I needed to I, buy. I love um, little slices of suburbia in the city. It was a slice of suburbia. I was transported back to Ohio, definitely, just to see them and like to see that space. Mm-hmm. Like, where else can you? have a giant store where you can't see either wall it's like wild like it's so far away oh yeah like, like big stores walking. yes huge stores. like bj's or uh walmart yes exactly that's the vibe it <laughs> mm-hmm. was giving the i was just listening to taylor swift's most recent album evermore and she it's basically like a love letter to suburbia hmm. the guy from the national wrote it it just makes me feel so good and like not the sad kind of nostalgic just like the very comfortable kind of nostalgic where she has like one song where it's like when we used to go to the mall because there is nothing else to do we felt so free okay i can uh, i can vibe with that i'm not a fan of hers but she talks about going to the olive garden it's it's the stuff that we're into i uh she is from pennsylvania that's what i heard i thought she was from in the South. I think that's something she's playing up in her wow. music first started. But smart. I saw like a tweet about that. Maybe it's not true. I'm not a fan of hers. Should um, I start saying I'm from somewhere else that makes more sense for my uh, vibe? I think a lot of people here do that. Wow. Because it's complicated to talk about where you're from, especially when you moved a lot. People and don't understand upstate. Yeah. Because that's where people like buy country houses. They think you're from Hudson. Yeah. I should honestly just start saying the Midwest. That'd be good. Yeah. But then there's going like, to be a one out of five chance the person you're talking to is a Midwesterner transplant, and they're going to be like, where? And then you're going to have to know your stuff. Yeah. Just say um, I Kentucky. should get better at geography of the whole country rather than just the t- like two square miles of, <laughs> of New York State. Yeah. I mean, it's so big you could never know anyway. It's too big. It's too damn big, this country. It definitely is. It sucks. Still, no health insurance. Everything sucks still. We don't have to talk about that, but just uh, nothing I, has changed. I have health insurance in terms of, now. Do you? Uh, I will on the 15th. That's good. Yeah. Well, for now, I had to super glue <laughs> my finger together because I cut it on a piece of glass that I broke and then glued back together but it was good because I already had the super glue out <laughs> anyway I like that we're like do you have health insurance and you're like no I super glued my finger back together that's what I did that is true it's what I did um big changes ahead change is scary it's really scary it's so scary I hate change 
I really, really hate change. It scares the ass out of me. Like I, I resisted getting a new phone for so, you know how long I like was talking about, I need a new phone, I need a new phone, but I was too afraid to get one. Yeah, like you weren't even saying I would look at your phone and could tell you desperately needed a new one yeah, because it, it looked didn't ancient. Work. Yeah, yeah, and it wouldn't, and it, it didn't get service. Yeah, it wouldn't function. I know, and that went on for months because I just hate change so much, and I'm still not used to my freaking new thing without the button. And anyway. there, but, when it comes to change, there's two types of people. There's the people that are most people I feel like don't like it at all and they want to do everything to be against it because it uproots yeah, that, their lives and they hate it. And then other people embrace can it. only, no, don't embrace it. They can only survive in oh, constant change. and moving. Yeah, they have to keep moving. Huh. And actually that's a way worse, I think, is because they're like fighting against a problem or... Or running away from Running away and their life has been tumultuous and it hasn't been the same. Yeah. Because I hate moving. I, this is my second apartment that I've lived in in the city. That, like that was not like me living with my brother or with a boyfriend. That's wild. I meet people here that like move every six months or something. Yeah, I I can't even imagine. I hate moving, but also when I have to do it, I try to remain positive. Yeah, the but, sheer labor alone of physically doing it, I see why people don't want to do it. No, that's why you have to hire the hot guys. I hired a hot guy. I did. Love it. I know. It was actually, it was shocking. I actually got a recommendation from our friend that moved, and I hired the same guy. Wow. You'll have to give me his info, or if you want to share with the rest of our listeners. I don't remember, but I never like rate people, and I gave him five stars and wrote a little review. And then Is I, he like, on tipped Yelp? him $50. No, but a part of the app, like... Oh, there's is, a hot guy moving out? It's just an app and you hire people to do things for you. Oh, like Task Rabbit? That's exactly what it is. Oh, I love the rabbits. He moved Julia and then he moved me. And I... Hot. Yeah, and he was like hot and efficient. I was like... Oh my God. Useless efficient compared to him. Is even hotter than hot. I know. Like I me, love I was like moving stuff and like having people help me and like trying to pack... And he just like lifted my bed over his head and like ran down my stairs with it. And I was like, damn. Nothing better. Yeah. He was a professional. I love that. Yeah, it was great. I just realized that I like resist change and, you know, moving and accepting things like so much that I literally broke this vase this morning. And instead of throwing it away, I like spent nine hours gluing it back together and cutting my finger open. I don't know. Sometimes I, I mean, I agree that being nomadic and like constantly uprooting yourself is no way, is not the best way to live, but I wish I wasn't so afraid of. Yeah, I'm the opposite. If I, if I broke something like that, I would instantly throw in the trash and not care. I, yeah, I I guess it's a weird hoarder. Ugh, great. I'm a hoarder. Yeah. You're not a hoarder, but you have, um, Attachment to things. Yes, there's like a tendency <laughs> that a root of it. But you're not a hoarder though, because you like things to be organized. I really despise clutter. 
don't look at the desk that you're sitting at. <laughs> I'm about to throw that out the window. If I don't look at the desk, nothing in your room is like it's all very well organized and placed. Like Thank it's you. Not, it's it's not hoarder vibes, but yeah, <clears throat> there's something. Though. I would I would throw myself out the window. If you don't I like gave to let things go. Hoarder. I don't. That's yeah, huh? Why is that? I'm I'm thinking about it, trying to get to the root. I don't you don't like, like to let change things, is I don't why. like change. I don't like to let things go. I like feeling safe. Maybe because I did move so much as a kid. Like that makes sense. Yeah. Well and it boils down to my parents yeah. sucking at parenting once again. I'm just kidding, Padre, I love you. You're the best dad ever. But I moved a lot as a kid and I have no attachment to objects, so that can't be it. Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe it's. But there's maybe there's something. <sighs> control. Control. Yeah. That's what it is. Because mm-hmm. you told me earlier you like like control. Yeah, I'm a control freak. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, I don't drink, so I need to feel like I am in charge of something. I guess sobriety is a lot about control. I don't really know. I just know that I've been struggling with sobriety recently, and I've been kind of obsessing over things that don't matter because of it, because I want to not think about how much I want to drink. Yeah, it's misplaced um, energy and focus. A lot of people do that seem, I'm not sober. A lot of people I know that are sober, they, I mean, it's it's almost like a, meme talked about thing is you get all these insane hobbies and start doing all these things that you never did people start like running obsessively and collecting stamps and doing all this shit so yeah i just took up the art of japanese soldering (laughs) or what is it called kitsune yeah no that's right yeah it's it's an art it is yeah it's an art god i love hobbies oh yeah I love hobbies. I love doing things that keep me distracted from looking at my phone. Yes, that's the change that we need to make. That's actually mm-hmm. the one I want to talk about the most. Yeah, let's talk about that. That has a that lot to do with positivity I think people moving are moving away from social media now. Like, kind of, I feel like even a Finsta is that kind of, or like an oh, alt. Oh, absolutely. Because now people are shedding followers, having smaller followings, because the influencer culture is to have more followers have as many as possible and that is it's flipped and that's like corny it's passe they're already losing their power like ads people can see through that and yeah i think less social media is i mean personally it it like hurts my brain like to be online all the time yeah i a good day for me is when i don't look at my phone all day same i'm so much happier Mm -hmm. nothing whenever the last the last like six or seven times I've looked at Instagram recently, it just bummed me out. Like things, I'm like, I don't need to know about this. Like, I don't need to know what these people are doing. I don't need to know that these people are hanging out. I don't need to think about these people maybe dating or let me look further into this. Check yeah, every but you're other forced platform. to look at it. Check like Venmo and see like who's paying who. <laughs> oh yeah, whom? Venmo, you can tell who is dating. Yeah, by it's the easiest it. stalking. I know. Um, you're like platform. You're like oh these people. I don't think human brains are meant to 
know this many people and be affected by this. There are so many emotions True. and ideas. Like you can't process it. I actually am completely fine with Instagram. That one doesn't bother me. It's Twitter that I I hate reading all these people's opinions all the time. Even oh, if I like them, them or not. Yeah. I, I no, it's not even people. individual. It's like oh, all, all of it. at once. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh I know, no. The like there's you know, there's another wave of ideas. I mean sometimes it's funny, but I I feel like I want to make a um a Twitter just to set up as like a Google reader. Did you ever have Google Reader, like an RSS feed? I did not. I think it was called an R yeah. Well, basically you just follow like accounts for the content that you want and not like other people's opinions. Like when when blogs were a thing, I used to follow blogs. Oh, right. The RSS was mm-hmm. the individual one. Yeah. I think um, we are moving toward the return of like blogging. Yeah. And like more earnest personal sharing with fewer people. We love earnesty. Yeah. I think the individual writing platforms that are coming out are kind of I mean that's like a blog of its own that you like subscribe to and mm-hmm. it's like its own personal thing. Don't you think that's kind of related? Yeah. Well I want Substack. Sub yeah, and like my Patreon, though I, I keep this podcast free because I want I want this podcast to reach other people because I I truly want it to help people because, you know, at at its core, I want it to be a resource for mental health and sobriety help and, you know, a place for comfort that remains constant, no changes, no move, moving here. You know, I want to I wanna be a safe haven for as many people as possible. Yeah, we've talked about it and you want to keep it free. Yeah, I mean, regretting that a little, I just, when I, when I was, uh, you know, cleansing today, pre-yelling at someone on the phone. I just uh, went ahead and unsubscribed from a bunch of Patreon or Patreons today because I was pissed off. Sometimes you have to do that. It felt good, but now I feel bad. <laughs> Acting in you're haste. Having, you're having guilt. You're having <sighs> yeah. Patreon unsubscribe. I feel bad. This has bad. to be a new disorder about feeling oh guilty for unsubscribing to people's Patreons. Totally. The New York Times will come up, well, it'll be a new word. The Times would talk about it, but only like two years after you mentioned it. So we both have studios for our art practices. We do. And I think that is a really good use of space and, you know, clearing space. It's good to be organized and for every thing to be in a space. So it's nice to have a designated area where you can focus on your practice and, you know, not look at your phone. And it's not like working for the man. It's like working for yourself. And I think that's a really positive thing. It's similar to hobbies, but I guess for you as an artist, it's more of an income thing and something you have to do, right? As an artist, you have to express yourself. Yeah, I think it's just... Um, Artists just fascinate me. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's so corny to be like, you have to express... I never feel like I'm I'm just like, kidding, exp- by the way. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I never feel like I'm expressing myself or not money. It's just like, 
I just don't know what else I would do otherwise. And I don't mean like class resort. I mean, it's like the only thing I like to do. I love that. I was hoping you would say that. It's the only time I don't. I've literally said the only time I don't look at my phone is when I'm like asleep or I'm like making artwork. I don't have to and I don't feel an impulse for it. And it's, you know, I don't know what else I would do with all my time that there's nothing as satisfying as making something you like. I love that. That's there's how nothing for that. That's how I feel when I'm writing or more so when I'm done with whatever I'm writing. Yeah, the Some, done part. The done part is really what feels great. Yeah. Yeah, that that is what feels great. It's a payoff. Actually, now that I'm saying it out loud, it sounds like a like addiction. Based. It's like a drug, but also, yeah. you know, I think it's healthy. It I could be so like a workaholic thing, but no, I think I think it's a good thing. It's nice when you addiction. put time and thought into something and you make something that no one else can or does do. And that is the best part. Yeah. It, it, it really is like, this is also lame, but it really is like a piece of yourself. And when you like it, like that was nothing. And now it's something you created on your own. And it's uh-huh. really special and like beautiful. When, oh, when it is. Then it is. Whenever, um, you know, I'm down about, you know, myself and like not... Being good enough, sucking at writing, sucking at everything, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I'm like, if I don't do this, no one else will. Or even worse, someone else will do it before me and it won't even be as good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, of course. And also, when I listen to podcasts, I mostly listen to like fiction podcasts or I read mostly fiction or just like anything I read or like consume or enjoy. It really is like, people's stories. I think people's stories are the only way that we keep like an historical record or just like that's the only way we're going to be remembered when after we die, you know, just to keep little pieces of you here, you know, immortality or something. Yeah. But I mean, there's I guess will be nothing else left. <laughs> yeah. But it's just yeah, I just love the lasting power and longevity of an artwork an artwork yeah yeah i mean writing and visual artwork are the same with that i mean they withstand time and Mm -hmm. people's memory like there's tons of people that make the work and nothing is really known about them but the pieces are still gonna be Uh there i mean as long as they're physically kept okay like that's all there is left. Yeah. And it can last a, or long, even, a long time. Or even like word of mouth stuff, you know, like folklore. Not to bring up Taylor Swift. <laughs> but uh, I. Yeah, actually, I didn't. That's a good point. I didn't think of that with like folklore and I've ver- been reading verbal a lot, stories. I've been reading a lot about um, like the like analysis of characters in fairy tales uh, lately. Mm-hmm. And it really is. <laughs> The most constant thing is just like these archetypes of people. I don't know. That's, I don't feel like talking about that right now because I don't know enough about it. But it's, um, you know, Freudian shit, whatever. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I've always had, I've always struggled with like understanding and appreciating visual art until recently I went to see like 
a bunch of shows. It was like one of the days where you gallery hop or whatever. And I've done that so many times, so many like days. I've seen so much art. But I went to this one gallery and I saw, it was Martin Wong actually, and I was moved by the art. I was so taken aback and I was like, oh What were the pieces that moved you? Well, uh, there are these paintings of uh, imprisoned people, actually. I had no, I was just like one of the galleries on the way to another gallery, you know. Mm -hmm. But they were so beautiful and sad and so much was said. And also they were sadly timeless because, you know, it's it's been... (laughs) The, the prison system has just been sad and fucked up and racist and just disgusting, like, since forever, right. since the beginning of this country. Since the beginning of time. But um, since the beginning of time. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure punishment. For, yeah. Just punishing people. Playing, playing God. Also, that's why I've been into fairy tales and, like, lore, because it's something... It's kind of like believing in God or something, but it's more believing in people. I'm getting too far out. I've, I'll, I'll take it down a notch. We're not on the same page right now. I am like in La La Land. No, I'm. The thoughts that you're thinking, I've thought of them. They're just. Um, I'm. I'm being too off the cuff, out of pocket, far out, chaotic energy. <laughs> it's not that chaotic. <laughs> but uh, what I wanted to say was. If I understood art and I remembered how it felt to appreciate and love a piece of art and it made me feel so enriched and happy and it was another instance in which I was not looking at my phone. Oh yeah, and I, didn't, it was, I didn't think of that. And it's not like I was spending money or shopping because shopping is my other like favorite thing in the entire world to do. I'm obsessed in love, addicted it's a sick, it's the worst addiction I have besides alcoholism is shopping. It will be. You love to shop. I fucking love it. It's sick. It's disgusting. The thing about also feeling something from art, I wanted to say, is that it's not good a lie. Is why? Like, if you couldn't ever appreciate it, it's, there's just so much bad art to look at. Yeah. You just have too. to evoke physical or emotional reaction. You have to like, I mean, like the only way you're going to find something you like is by like looking at all the stuff you don't like. The bad stuff makes you appreciate the good stuff, you know? Also, you don't have to be inspired. What I think about, I like heard this about work, not too recently, but something I think about all the time is no matter what you make or do, it's going to evoke like a reaction, like the object. So it doesn't matter what it is. Your brain is going to have a reaction to that. And maybe you're bored and maybe it's sad and mm-hmm. maybe you are inspired. But it's just to kind of change up your perspective and yeah, mind. Yeah. Like it's not really, I don't even think of ob- like seeing art anymore. Maybe just because this is like, you know, a life of seeing gallery stuff and yeah. just going to school. And like you don't, I don't even think of anymore like, oh, this is good or bad. I'm just like. This is how my brain reacts to right. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I that any making anyone like when I saw you know, no go ahead no, sorry no no like when I saw like these like horribly sad uh, paintings it wasn't like I felt you know happy and like warm and fuzzy right but it just to feel so 
different from just like to have like this like emotion yeah that is evoked from just like seeing I don't know it just I love art again and I'm really happy to be back because for the longest time I thought I was a Philistine Philistine yeah so. You're right. Um, I I feel that way when I see art a lot. But like also, there's nothing shows. wrong with being a Philistine. No. I just want everyone to know that. There's nothing wrong with it. I respect people that are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, at least you're not, like, lying about it. Completely. You Which know? I think a lot of the bullshit is... That reminds me of, co- like, college art crit, whether you're just like, oh, that's so amazing. And, like, it was like an accident or something, you know? It's yeah. Like, it's It's funny. Uh huh. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to be. There's just. There's also just a lot of bad art, and it's and it's so subjective anyway. You know, it really is. Sometimes I'm something so ugly, but I'm just amazed that someone made it. Like, yeah, that's everyone more, has different tastes. That's you know? more sh- like admiral, like m- like cooler. I'm just like, wow! I can't believe someone made like the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Like that's <laughs> like good for them. Yeah. Like that they, they could do that. You know. Yeah. Man, there's so much more for me to learn about art. This is a nice conversation. It's uh, inspiring me to want to, you know, get out in the world and go to those galleries. This is what I obsess over. This is what I think about every night before I go to sleep. Really? what we're talking about. Yeah. Good Lord. You should listen to like some meditation music or something. Wait, maybe I should do that instead. Yeah. You could probably get better sleep. Oh yeah, I drink a lot of kratom, and I think about what's the most like, what like, what could you make that would just like be incredible? But also, that's just that um, sounds my brain torturous a little bit. Maybe it is. That sounds really uh, vigorous thinking, like vigorous thinking to do before getting sound sleep. I feel most creative like right before I fall asleep. Oh, me too. I am a night owl Same. through and through. What time is it right now? Oh, it's like two a.m. Listeners, it's 2 a.m. and I have to bring my kids to school at 8. So that's in six hours. Before I have to, you know, tuck myself in and see yourself out, Borna suggested that we talk about what it's like to wait on, work for, or witness drunk people while you're not drunk. It's an unbearable punishment. It really is. It's like l- cruel and unusual. <laughs> it's in the same category. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's punishment. It's like being in, in jail. It is. I have like an animal <laughs> reaction where if someone's wasted and talking to me, I I have to like get away. Yeah, like cover your ears and like hide and yeah. Yeah, no, I'm literally yeah. like no matter where I am, if I'm sober, I will just I, leave. I have found myself begging people to stop talking to me like be, like please, I'll be like yes okay I, I heard you the first six times yeah. I'm gonna go walk over here and you're gonna stay right here please just leave me alone yeah or I do the opposite which you don't do is then I immediately start drinking as quickly as possible so I can that's another yeah tolerate them and get on their level because Dude. I do everyone does that when they're drunk but you just can't Deal yeah. with it when you're sober and they're drunk. It's so awful. It's so embarrassing too, man. It is. But the thing is, they don't know it's embarrassing and they don't understand how to, like, that's what humans become so difficult. Yeah. Well, point. I would like to hold a mirror up to them <laughs> right now through this podcast 
And I'd like to say that it's it's really punishing to talk at your sober friends. I mean, no. I mean, no, it is. It is. It is. It's, I, I it's feel not like, nice. I feel like I want to like, when I'm fucked up, I want to avoid sober people because I'm yeah, embarrassed it, of how I am. Absolutely. Like I'll when act I was like I'm dr- sober. Well, when I was drinking, I would be, I would be like, ew, I don't want to be around a sober person. I don't know how to act around them. Absolutely like, not. Like, ew. <laughs> I used to hate sober people so much. I mean, I still kind of do. They're lame as hell. <laughs> but like. <laughs> you're like sober. You're like, actually, they suck ass. I mean, for the most part. Yeah, there's something that goes on. It's rare to find a cool sober person. No, they're usually like lame as hell. You're right. I know. That's, that was another reason for this little pot of mine. Because when I got sober, I was like, damn, there really are no cool sobs out here. Yeah, when but I was actually, in the AA, I was like, I can't hang out with these people. But it's like... Um, gallery hopping, you have to go through all like the lamos to find the cool ones. True, but that's also just life. Like it sure when you is. Go moving, to school when you moving forward. Anything you have to look for the cool people. They're not just all there. I know. You have to sift. Yeah, through Instagram, through Tinder, all the things. Yeah, that's where you find the cool peeps. It's like mining for gold. You know how they shake the thing. It's like rare that you get like a speck of it. <laughs> oh you know? my god, I want to mine for gold so badly. There's that... trips you should do it, like in Oregon and out out oh west. God, it's I like a tourist go to like a attraction. So badly that is going. I need like a metal detector. I want to like start sifting through the diamond district. You are like a <laughs> boomer in a lot of ways. Like you're a weird interest in your aversion to technology. Yeah. And the most grandpa boomer thing is literally the metal detector. Yeah, no, I love that. Like I love it. Well, people have taken it to the beach and like mm-hmm. f- looking looking for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like getting on the ground and like Looking at through garbage. You're just going to have a metal detector at Broadway Junction just walking around. <laughs> yeah. No, you'll be in better, yeah, better areas, Diamond District. Well, yeah. Well, Ilya found my diamond earring the day after I thought I lost it in Tribeca, like, a few months ago. With a metal detector? No, with his eyes. Wow, that's very, um... I know, and then I was like, Kardashian. wow, let me think about all of these, like, diamonds that are all over the city. People lose shit all the time. I know. Do you find a- money? Um, no, I lose it or spend it. I very <laughs> seldom find money. You know, sometimes you can just find people Actually, find money in the ground. I hide a lot of money in my books. <laughs> I just found a hundred dollars in I think oh, what book was it in? I think it was in like a Judy Bloom book or something random. I found a hundred dollar bill and I was like, Oh, I love myself. Little present. Mine's like drunken versions of that like i look through a jacket that i haven't worn in forever and oh, find a bunch of smashed up cash and i'm like oh, this I, is from when i went out with that one night like six months ago and wore this i'll jacket. usually find like adderall or something in my <laughs> coat pockets um that's or a, like that's a good um, present to yourself it is or like um a disposable vape thing i'm trying to quit vaping but I'm not there yet not ready to talk about it why is everyone's vape and cartridges just everywhere all the time like you said, you find them. They're always, I, I see them on the ground. They're everywhere. Well, because they're dis- disposable, um, which means they're garbage and they're planet literary. I see. So people are just throwing them on the ground. 
Yes. That makes sense. We don't like litter bugs here at Al Anonymous, just an FYI. I know. I get really weirded out. I, I see adult really men I can't stand all the it. time throwing large bags of trash on the ground. Oh, my God. I'm confused by it. Don't even get me started on that. Yeah. You need to yell at them. I would never. Men. I just keep... God, I love yelling at men. It's really nice when you don't have to yell at them, though, when they're obedient. And just, like, you know, know how to act. Yeah, but maybe they do it for attention. Like, indifference is harder on people than yelling, actually. Tell me about it. Because it's attention. It's not attention. I can't stand when people are indifferent toward me. Yeah, most people don't like that. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, people would rather be yelled at or like mad at than yeah. just indifferent because that means you really just don't care about That them. was what I was yelling at a person at earlier when you were trying to find my house and you heard me yelling. Because he was indifferent to you? Yeah, because he didn't understand why I was upset. And the reason I was upset was because he cared so little about... You wanted him to care more. How I was feeling that he didn't even realize that I was upset. So I had to let him know that I was upset because he didn't realize that I was upset. Yeah. That's also just like a straight couple thing, it sounds like. Yeah, maybe. Like, like I don't know why my wife's mad at me, you know. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Like, I have to, to, she has to let me know. (laughs) I'm the most heteronormative person ever, girl. Girl. Yes. <laughs> I'm the most hetero. Oh, I thought you were saying like comma girl to me. Add that on. Like yeah. I'm the most heteronormative person, girl. Yeah. You go, girl. Remember when I said you go, girl, to you and you said it was homophobic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you also asked me if I had the Lady Gaga Oreos and I thought that was homophobic. No, I asked you how to spell chromatica. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. And you were like, uh, first of all, that's homophobic. And second of all, C-H-R. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the girl thing I was like I was like shocked. I was like, you did not just you call me a girl. <laughs> I was like I was like shocked by it. the chromatic thing was mad funny though. I know. That was hilarious. I know. Thank you for calling me out, my homophobia. <laughs> you can have tons of gay guy friends and be just as homophobic as anyone else, you know. I'm not homophobic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> my God. All right. I guess on that note. Yeah, we should leave it with that. Yeah, homophobia. I'm not homophobic, people. She's not, I'm joking. (laughs) Love you, Biatch. (laughs) Love you, too. Thanks Uh, for having me on again. Yeah, sure thing. This was a fun one. Please come on, like, more often. The people love you. I'll be a regular. Yeah, you say that every time I see you, and then you're like, I... Al, leave me alone. I, I can't podcast. I have too much going on. It's funny because our first one was about how we could never meet up. Yeah. yeah. I do say that to you a lot. I'm sorry. That's okay. Most people do. Yeah. I have to like, the only way I can get people on my podcast is by yelling at them, basically. Actually, no. This morning you were like, Al, I want a podcast tonight. And I was like, hell yeah. I did. I was in a great mood. I love that. Yeah. I, it put me in a good mood. Yeah, you responded really well, and I could tell you were super into it. Because sometimes we're not on the same page. Like, you're like, let's do it, and then I'm like, I don't want to, and vice versa. You're like, I'm busy. Yeah, I'm trying to get better at being in... It's so much easier to do things when you're in a good mood. Go figure. Yeah. Go figure. (laughs) Well, congratulations on moving on up to the east side. Thank you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that'll be a good title for the episode. 
moving on up to the east to, side. To the east side. Finally got a piece of the pie. I got a small piece of it. Yeah. I got a Chinatown piece of it. What floor are you on? Third, but I'm oh, an elevator. <gasps> wow. I know. I need to come over. Yeah. Can I come over Friday? You There's can. A- I have to sign in every guest that comes in. Holy, you live in a nice one. Do you live in like the NYU dorms or something? Crazy. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Jesus. I, write, I had to write the, my apartment number down for the mover that helped me. That's normal. No, like he was. No, I mean, like the I just signed the mover in. We're like moving Your all my stuff in. Stuff in, and the doorman made you me. You have a doorman. All right. I don't want to hear any more of that. I basically live in a nunnery and I. <laughs> Like, get in trouble if I stay up till right now. It's, yeah, it's time to go. You're going to be grounded. Okay. Like, I am. Yeah. A nunnery. Okay. Good night, listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I love you. Uh, Hit my hotline. It's 9203-CALL-AL. And you can email me at help at alanonymous.com. And you can subscribe to my Patreon and DM me there. I am trying to be better at responding to the DMs. I love you all. Okay. Good night. Good evening. Good day. Keep moving forward. Embrace change. Stay positive. Later. Once I buy. Bye. <laughs>